Greetings, traveler. I know it may be tempting not to heed warnings telling you to turn back now, but this one you might want to pay attention to if you're sensitive towards sexual content or foul language in a podcast. We will be swearing during this episode, and we will be talking about some not-so-PG-13 things. So this is your one and only chance to turn back now. Please enjoy the show. I hate you. <laughs> I just did that to make a point. I wasn't even, we're not even starting. <laughs> That's really funny because I'm pretty sure. Can they hear that? I don't think they can no, hear that. They can't. Can they? No. That's amazing. That... <laughs> nope, it is not. It is not hearable it's by viewers. It's just going to begin and it's, I hate you. <laughs> Jordan will always know the very first thing in the file is me yelling or saying something mean that is how i can tell which take i'm supposed to be editing honestly See? that's <laughs> serve that's as what, a chapter marker especially whenever we start like whenever we record other little bits in between um like <laughs> recording the actual takes yeah that's how i can tell what file i'm supposed to be using is because it's oh, the one where she's like swearing <laughs> <laughs> that's so fun okay um so your hand if you're single this i keep telling you guys this is not a video podcast happy valentine's day we all we all we all raise our hands. audio listeners love you to death we all raised our hands we all raised our hands we all of all us raised our, we're all single. single hopelessly single <laughs> if you're interested <laughs> no 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 I am not single okay I am alone and based pilled other uh not coupled together and happy pilled okay okay so uh then i guess you would say i'm alone and sad pilled um <laughs> i'm just bitter <laughs> but bitter pilled bitter pilled <laughs> all right editing produce it is kicking up his feet for editing I jordan there is no editing produce it well, uh, well where did he put him where'd we put him there, there isn't one. <laughs> you guys got an editing version? What? I, I am yeah. the only one that has an editing version. <laughs> well, technically, I guess you could say Levi has editing Levi. It's just for the meme side of it. I don't do anything with the videos, but I do edit the memes. I make those. <laughs> so there's just not an editing for Choose It. Am I those even going to get Levi anything is. for Christmas this year? Because <laughs> I didn't want that. <laughs> I mean, technically, if you think about it, Pertus, it's the one who does all the topics for the podcast, so that's a way of editing. Charlie work. <laughs> Frank work. Frank work. <laughs> Frank trash. So, although we're all single, and I'm assuming this is after the point of the return from the little diddly music. <laughs> Valentine's Day. Although we're all single. As a means of celebrating Valentine's Day, I figured this would be an ample opportunity to discuss romance in our favorite fiction and media. Ooh la la. Uh-huh. <laughs> Eyes bulge out of head, jaw drops to the floor, tongue rolls out like yeah. long red carpet. A wooga, a wooga, that's a dame. I Hello, think that happened. Nurse. Uh, I think that happened to somebody at work the other day. They did, they're not okay. Um <laughs> You might want to get that checked out. Yeah, but I think it's also like a violation of code. So it's probably fine. 
Uh, however, what? Let's see. What would you guys say is your all-time favorite couple oh, in God. in fiction media? Oh goodness, that's a tough ask. That's a tough ask. Are you, you, you. I'm pointing at my camera, listening and watching because we have visual watchers that we, we don't do love not. To death, we do not have visual we love, watchers. We love our audio listeners to death. Uh, you at home, comment down below or wherever you can comment. Our Twitter. Are others that you heard the announcement or will have heard the announcement? Uh, comment your favorite fictional thing, and we'll talk about it in another episode, maybe. Shout out. <laughs> this was also me just buying you guys time to consider. So, anyone got one yet? Okay, um, I have. I have. I, okay, I have like a genre of sorts. I oh. am the movie musical person. I wrote my senior thesis on movie musicals, so uh, that is the only movie genre where I say that romance is completely permissible. Because usually I hate romance in my movies because most of the time I'm just like, get to the goddamn point already. But in movie musicals, it's so sweet and I love it. <laughs> I think I got my goat, my greatest of all time. All right. Raylo. Leave. Uh, Not true. You guys, you <laughs> should know. You should know that it's that's a joke. <laughs> what? No Bursting news trending on twitter.com. Uh, Levi they don't, they don't know me. You know me. <laughs> For listeners, I despise the Star Wars sequel trilogy. I hate it. So yeah, that was a joke. <laughs> and also, even if you do like the sequel trilogy, like it just it just came out of nowhere in the last movie. Like it's stupid anyways. Agreed. It's bad. Levi, it's Valentine's. You have to be loving. Uh, okay. Well, let me think of one that I actually like. That's the thing. Is, okay, I'm. We've talked about this before on this podcast. I'm a weeb. A lot of the media I consume is Applebee. But a But a lot of what I watch nowadays isn't like it doesn't got romance plots that in it that I actually. Well, okay, that's it. Doesn't even got romance plots in it. At least stuff that I'm willing to ship. And if it did, I watched it so long ago because I kind of gotten out of a place where I don't really watch romance stuff anymore. So I'm trying. I'm sitting here trying to think of you know media that, as an English speaking person, I'm familiar with. <laughs> there's and one there's... that you and I argue about sometimes. There's one where I like I came up and you were like, "Oh, who's your waifu for this?" And I was like, "Oh, this this character." And you're like, "What? That's awful." And then we had the debate where we were like, we ended up we were like, "So for the main character." This girl is the best girl, but for me personally. <laughs> oh, well, I know what you're talking about. That's the time. That, that's the tried and true. We're talking about Re Zero, right? Are we? I can't remember. I, I thought that was the Rim Amelia thing. Oh, that we talked yeah. About. No, I, maybe not, because I think I agreed that Rim was good. I don't know. I don't know. But going back to more familiar things that, you know, Western audio listeners love you to death, trying to think of Western stuff i do that, have additional examples if you can't come up with anything <laughs> that's i'm thinking i'm thinking here and i just think maybe i don't watch enough stuff because i'm like i don't i don't i don't got like our favorite from from stuff that i watch like i don't know what movies recently or even like within the last 10 years have come out that have had like big ships or relationships of them that people were like yeah that i like that the Spider greatest Man. couple 
Spider-Man with MJ and Peter. There's, hey. if you give me a second, I can generate a whole list. We all know I'm an encyclopedia. Hey. <laughs> I mean, movies? I don't think there's a whole, like relationships in movies. I'm going to be honest. I don't think most movies give relationships the time they need to develop and be yeah. cool. Agreed. I, uh, I think the movie Her was a great one. It did a really good job, uh, even though it was kind of freaky because it was robot intelligence relationship. Oh, it's that one. <laughs> yes. Joaquin Phoenix, fantastic actor. And the lady, I can't remember who it was. I'm horrible with actress names. That one I thought did a really good job of portraying a relationship. And it's also, it felt Orwellian where it was like, are we going to be there? Because I know I love my phone in an unhealthy way, but (laughs) (laughs) it's because of the wallpapers I choose. But her, I thought did a good job of relationship portrayal. But other than that movie, I don't think a lot of movies do it well. I think TV shows do it much better. I would agree with that. And that's where the problem occurs with me because I don't watch TV shows. (laughs) I, I watch YouTube. So no, that's the and part of that is a is an issue with the um, screenwriting formula with the pacing for like movies because romance unless it's a romance movie, romance is usually a B storyline so it doesn't yeah. end up being the feature of the story therefore it doesn't feel as developed and it doesn't feel as like real as a television series that has multiple episodes and multiple seasons to develop good relationships. I yeah. know that all three of us, I don't actually remember our final opinions on the matter. I don't even know if some of us cared when it was happening, but I know all three of us watched. Uh, we're critters. We're, we're critters. We mm-hmm. watched Critical Role. So when Campaign 2 was happening, because that's the, that's the one that we've all seen a majority of, I think, is mm-hmm. Campaign 2. Indeed. There's, there's the hot topic relationship. Mm-hmm. Jester. Who was your ship for Jester? I, on, I agree with all of the canon ships in Critical Role Campaign 2, which is a hot take, surprisingly. A lot of people got really mad with all the confirmations of the relationship through that campaign. I like Ford and Jester. I like Bo and Yasha. And I like Caleb and Essek. Those, I, those were my, from the beginning. So I, I like what happened. If nobody else got me, I know Jordan got me. Can <laughs> I get an amen? I'm the same way. I am a canon shipper. I liked all the relationships and how they ended up in Critical Role Campaign 2. I was big on Forrester. I I was big on that one. That was my main one that I wanted to see happen, just because I think it's funny that they're married in real life. I I think it's funny because didn't Laura Bailey specifically say that her goal for Campaign 2 was to romance her husband in-game? Yes, yes, because there's an old talks machina where they're doing the after-show talk, and Travis was talking about how before they started Campaign 2, they were talking about their character ideas with each other, and they got on the topic of romance, and Travis was like, oh, I don't do that. I play D&D to be a cool character that like blasts things with magic and swings a sword and stuff. That's why I played Grog, because I was a big barbarian dude. I'm not going to do romance in campaign two. And then Laura Bailey was like, I'm going to romance you. That's my goal for this campaign is to romance you. And then she did it. Then she did. She won. She She won D&D. She made her husband fall in love with her again. Well, I mean, I didn't watch the campaign to, to completion, but I know about the famous uh, event that occurred regarding their character couple. Mm-hmm. And I watched up to about episode 80 of Critical Role Campaign 2. And I got to be honest, 
much like in a movie, the romance felt like a boring B plot to me at every <laughs> point, at every juncture. I was like, okay, I'm glad they're having fun. Uh, good for them. Can you go kill a monster or talk more about the ancient evil that is plaguing the land? That's what I'm here about. Uh, but I'm glad you're having fun. But I just don't mind me. I'm just going to skip ahead a couple minutes. Like... <laughs> For all of the couples. No offense. Mm-hmm. I'm glad they had fun. I've done in-game couples too. I yeah, just didn't you care. Have. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even me being bitter where I'm like, why do they get to be so happy? <laughs> it's just me being like, okay, if I wanted to watch Slice of Life romance anime, I would go do that. Not Understandable. DMV. Joke's on you. That's all Vivia 3 is. <laughs> Hell yeah. Why do we get to be so happy? <laughs> That's all the encounters is people that are just like that. And you have to fight them. Gladly. <laughs> I'll be happy. No, I mean, when I think of like... But you, you have to pick one, though, before you we... You do have on. to. You have to pick one. You have to pick one, even though you didn't care. Pick a favorite couple from Critical Role Campaign 2. Specifically yes. gestureship. Specifically gestureship. Oh, we're doing specifically gestureship? That's, that's what that. I was okay. doing. All right. Specifically gestureship. Well, if it matters that much to you, Pumat Soul and Jester. Pumat <laughs> Sester. Based? Uh-uh. Based? Uh-uh. We're not, we're not, we're not <laughs> calling it that. We're not calling it that. that. I don't know what you want to call it then. Uh, Gemat Soul? I don't know. That one's better than Pumat Sester. Was that, uh, okay, I have to wonder, was that actually a thing on the internet, though? Did people actually, because I feel like if, if it's I on, really hope not. No, because it's the internet, so there had to be at least one person. Yeah, there's like a small niche of people that like that, I'm there sure. There has to be. And if they find this, if well, one of we're them gonna get them finds now. this, <laughs> yeah, if they find this episode, they're going to be like, guys, listen to this. And then our viewer count's going to go all the way up to two. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's it's at five. We'll have six. (laughs) But Uh, I don't know. I wasn't that interested. But uh, recently I watched the Netflix series Cobra Kai. mm -hmm. Similar interest there. Love Cobra Kai. I love Cobra Kai quite a bit as well. Um, I I haven't watched Cobra Kai. (laughs) It's so good. I knew about it. I watched the old Karate Kid trilogy and I was watching it recently. And I was like, oh, it's cool, it's cool. And again, with all the romance with the kids, I'm still just like, I don't care. I, don't. That, I also, I got frustrated with that because it was a new pairing each season and it yeah. was just going around in a certain, I'm like, they, these, there's been so many different pairings of just the same four people. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Cobra Kai, it's very, it's, it's very Karate Kid. It still feels in essence like it was made in the 80s almost. It does feel like an 80s movie. I will give it um, that. It definitely has that energy. It's just like, it does not either am i out of touch or is it the kids who are wrong uh like are you out of time no the the kids in cobra kai and the way their relationships work i'm like this isn't how we do things anymore i swear to you absolutely there were several times that's i love the show but there were several times and i'm like okay if somebody would have just like called the police or told an adult the entire show would be resolved right now like you really don't need to have a karate (laughs) brawl and an abandoned laser tag arena you could just tell your mom (laughs) that somebody's bullying you you this is yeah (laughs) but not even on like even deeper on a deeper level when it's talking about the relationships and how some of these relationships for and how some of them fall oh, i'm sitting yeah. there and i'm like this isn't how they work anymore <laughs> i'm like this would have happened in the 80s and the 90s but now the the big 
lovey-dovey uh, montage would have just been them sitting on their beds texting each other and FaceTiming. <laughs> Let's be honest, right? <laughs> I don't know. I try to think of one that does, I really like. Does Cobra Kai take place in like the modern day? Yes. Yeah. It's, um, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it takes place after the events of the, the three Karate Kid movies. It focuses mostly on the first one, but there are callbacks to all three. Yes. Uh, and characters come in from all three. It's very fun. It's a very and good actors. show. But when I think of like actual media relationships that I really, really like, because there's been a couple, I can't remember their names right now, but the characters from A Silent Voice, the mm-hmm. two main leads from that, yeah. their relationship uh. is so beautiful. We know for a fact that I was, yeah, I wanted that to happen because the first time we watched that movie and it was over, I was like, I was like, is that it? They're not going to show us more? No, okay. I want to know if they date. Uh, Uh, Listeners, Levi stormed out of the room after we finished watching Asylum. It was a great movie. It was a fantastic movie. I was so blue balled at the end. Because the story didn't tell me if these two dated or not. Is that they the right term? A cute couple. <laughs> and they were just like, yep, you don't get to know anymore now. Go mm. read the other material. And then Pertuse, it tells me in the other material, they still keep blueballing you. And it's like, yeah, no, it's never confirmed. Ever. They still keep being cute together. But they never, like, officially are like, yeah, we're dating now. If I remember from what I read on the synopsis, the girl goes and moves away to go to, like, beauty school. And the guy stays in, I believe it was Tokyo. And they just split ways. And that's the end of the Silent Voice (laughs) manga. Sorry, spoilers. Uh (laughs) They should have gotten them again. It's... It's so frustrating when you watch an entire movie and these you see these two characters grow and appreciate each other. And then it's just like, yeah, and then they just move away from each other and nothing else happens. <laughs> but I mean, honestly, that was probably the most realistic part about that movie. More spoilers for Asylum Voice. I don't think so. Because, <laughs> because you're not just gonna... If someone saved you from killing yourself in the real world, do you think that you're just gonna be like, okay, I move away and never talk to you ever again now? I don't know. It's like, I think I would still have some form of contact with that person later in my life (laughs) if they saved me from killing myself and made me realize that life is worth living. So props to a silent voice for doing that, which no, almost no other show would do. That's why I think is such the kicker about it is almost every other show would have went that route, (laughs) which might have been good, might have not. It would have been more satisfying for me. Do it for me. (laughs) It really set a silent voice apart as a film because it didn't do the easy thing. Like, two ends of a spectrum. You got the Star Wars weird kiss that felt forced (laughs) and unnecessary for no reason. And then a silent voice where everyone wanted it to happen and it still didn't. And this is not just like a spectrum. I realize now that this is just a scale, zero to 10 of goodness, <laughs> <laughs> of quality. I still yes, want it to Star happen. Wars uh, sequel trilogy is at the 10 side of that, yeah, right? Yeah, Silent Voice is garbage, dude. No one likes that thing. Uh, who even uh, reads Chinese girl cartoons? <laughs> You're not even Terran. <laughs> that noise is reserved for only Terran. Yeah. So I can't gag at something I don't like? <laughs> Correct. Unless it sounds differently. <laughs> Make a different noise. No, oh, not that one. I I'm just realized. Hear that when I edit this oh. episode. <laughs> I just want to say that for Deuce, it right after I did that went, oh, 
<laughs> like, no, like, he, like he enjoyed it. <laughs> no, it was because of a realization. I promise. Uh, I have to go uh-huh. in my underwear. Uh, <laughs> so here's one that I know that not all of us have watched, but I think we know enough about. Let's talk about the relationships that everyone's dying to hear about in 2022. The King of the Hill families. I, I've never seen a single episode of the only King of the Hill media that I consume is through you and TJ. It's I really hate, good. I hate John Redcorn. What? I hate him. He's a horrible person. He's but he's so nice in raising his son. He just happened to, you know, it's uh it's complicated. But but he's <laughs> not raising his son. Dale's raising his son, and he thinks of Dale more as a father than John, anyways. So what you're saying is Dale is based? Yes. Based and dad-pilled. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hate John Redcorn. Worst character in King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. Not worst character. Not worst character, because that's implying that he's badly written. He's not badly written. He's boggly uh, written. <laughs> yeah, I, I hate him because he's well-written. I think he's a hypocrite. Um, yeah. Okay, okay. Now here's one. So we got a lot of medias coming back nowadays with like like – going into the future like Cobra Kai and stuff if they ever do King of the Hill and they make King 2 of the Hill uh, and Bobby it's Bobby, of the Hill. if Bobby Hill has a family I wonder who his Mrs. Bobby Hill would be if it was a Mrs. Bobby Hill the show implied that he was uh, straight but that, you know things might change I don't know what Bobby does in college <laughs> oh, wait, I've got King Bobby. Est of the Hill there you go there we go King <laughs> of the Mountain king of arlen texas i don't know because <laughs> there was the time in king of the hill where he was seeing uh the wasana san's daughter i forget her name right now and if i remember the episode or the series ends and they aren't together yeah but they were so cute they were the perfect pair it was literally the girl next door but she was uh Asian. Didn't the reason they break up was because like she was vegetarian or something no <laughs> No, wasn't there? An, there was an episode about that, though, wasn't there? Yeah, I believe they had an argument, uh, but they did not break up. They ultimately broke up because they decided it was just best to stay friends mm. after several like arguments. And it was very real. And I, that's why I love King of the Hill is it feels very real most of the time, even though the art makes me terrified. I also uh, hate Peggy. I hate Peggy. Hill. You hate Peggy. Boggle. You... I... <laughs> what? <laughs> she stays with Hank through all of his weirdness, though. Hank stays with her through all of her <laughs> bullshit. That's true. That's true. We were talking about musicals, though, as well. Mm-hmm. What is a, I mean, almost almost every musical, I think, has some romance. Oh, yeah. Yes. That's like a musical thing. It's a yeah, musical Yeah, it's like trope. a thing, right? Um, name me a musical without romance. I'll wait. No. <laughs> I, I, I could probably find you one, but it would take me a hot second. That's what I was thinking. My favorite think musical romance is definitely the one where the main lead, uh, lady has to pick between two psychopaths oklahoma <laughs> i was gonna <laughs> um because i played in our in our high school production of oklahoma i played curly you you look bad when when you play curly you start to realize some he's things not about the dude. character he's, he's not good <laughs> okay no that's okay judd is a psychopath curly is a sociopath because Curly literally, he has an entire song where he tells Judd to kill himself. And the entire song is literally just different ways of him trying to enc- encourage Judd to kill himself. 
because a, a girly thinks the world would be better off without it. Happy Valentine's Day, listeners. And Laurie, Laura Williams, has to pick between the psychopath and the sociopath, but she's in love with the sociopath. So she picks the sociopath. Based ending, she just goes off to become a spinster and, uh, I don't know, does something cool. Hell like, but yeah! Then the, but then the <laughs> people who made the musical in, what, when was it made? Like the 1950s? Would, they can't have independent women. It was the Hammers, Rogers and Hammerstein sign. Yeah, made. women can't be independent in society. That's not allowed. Are you crazy? Uh, but you no, know, they have to be auctioned off with picnic baskets. Yeah. Yes, and sociopathic men who try to get people to kill themselves so that they can keep her for themselves. Now, I mean, I'm not saying Judd would have been any better. No, no. I think there are two that I think I like the most out of the Roger, the the R and H musicals. They're still not good, and I don't think anyone should aspire to have these kind of goals. <laughs> this is not relationship goals, but I, I think, they're think the best. everyone should aspire to be curly. Uh, <laughs> <No>. uh, <laughs> TJ, I think the King and I had a pretty good one considering i do like the king and i i really like the king and i uh of course you know that was actually good the siamese tyrant was still siamese tyrant sometimes (laughs) but but he was learning he was learning she 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 actually did fix him she was the one girl to do it yeah She came all the way from England, saw this bald man, and said, I can fix him. <laughs> Fixed him. Ref- leaves, refuses to elaborate. Well, stays, actually. I think by the end she stays. I still quote that show from time to time where I'll sit there and like I'll think I'll be like, okay, so I have this homework to do, this homework, and I'm going to go to work at this time, and I'm going to do this. And then I just say to myself, and the rest. <laughs> Etc. It is probably one... After being in theater in high school for a while, there are a lot of shows that I'm like, oh, wow, cool. It's a <laughs> well-known, popular musical that everyone loves. But The King and I, I'm actually like, oh, yeah, this is good. This is some good yeah. stuff. And Les Mis. The King and I's quality. I love Les Mis. I love Les Mis. Les Mis oh, well, I, the listeners can't see, but I actually have a Les Mis, like tapestry behind me while we're yeah. filming this. The, the visual watchers can see it. Don't worry. We don't have visual oh, watchers. You have two right here. I, okay. <laughs> and the and there's more of us editing. And the rest. Shit, editing Levi and They're editing out there. Gordon. Don't you see them? Yeah. But actually, fun fact about this, um, it has every lyric to Les Mis in it. That's what the like gray oh. area is. It's all the words to the show. Oh my God. It's my favorite musical. Well, it's okay. <laughs> I have like three favorite musicals and the ranking <laughs> changes, but I, for all intents and purposes, Les Mis is my safe answer for mm. what my favorite musical is. The other one I think has a great portrayal of romance, but again, don't aspire to do this, is Carousel. I'm actually not too familiar with Carousel. You know? Same. Mm. What? I'm not familiar okay. Surprisingly. Sophomore year at my high school when Jordan See, this wasn't was, there yet. I was, this was before I transferred. So. And Levi technically wasn't in the high school yet. Yep. We did the choral uh, thing for our local theater, the little theater. And we did, we did the chorus parts for it. And a lot of the local celebrities performed the parts. <laughs> local um, celebrities. <laughs> I can't remember his name. Was that a Vinny, Vinny and Eric show? Yes. Yeah. I can't remember. Yo, we got Eric Andre. <laughs> the one that's not a doctor was the one that played the lead. I can't remember which one it is. If it's Vinny or Eric, it's one it's of Eric. two of them. It's Eric. Eric's okay. the one that's not a doctor. Okay. okay. He the played the lead. And in Carousel, it's about a guy 
who's like a rough, rough and tumble heartbreaker living in like, I believe it was Maine. It was a fishing village kind of place in. Automatically like, makes it Maine. It was like early 1900s America. So it was oh, like pretty rural. Maine. Yeah, it was rural <laughs> Maine. So it was not very modern, but it was not very Civil War either. I think. It's been a while since I watched and heard that now. But he was like a rough and tumble guy and he finds a girl and they kind of fall in love and tie, there's a whole time skip between the acts and he runs off and leaves her and then eventually comes back. But I oh, believe so, he, so it's like when Harry met Sally. Maybe. <laughs> but I think there's also a little bit of Christmas Carol in there because if I remember right, he like dies and has to watch what he Carol Sell. Yeah, Car- Christopher uh, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Um and carousel do you smell uh, burnt toast yeah carousel what? 92 <laughs> but the the watchers and the listeners will be able to figure that one out if they think it's a good one now what about your guys what was your guys's like childhood experience to romance because the first one that comes to my mind is beauty and the beast <laughs> I, I have such okay i have such disdain for beauty and the beast because i have done that show four times I think my first exposure to romance, Snow White. It was Snow White. Snow White. The the first one that I remember is this is my favorite movie of all time is Singing in the Rain, Don and Kathy. I love that movie so much. Which Snow White isn't a good first experience to romance either because that's (laughs) not. um, That's as the funny video says. I'm dreaming of a man to kiss me unconsensually. That's the funny video. Yeah, that's the entire plot. It, there's actually no romance in that until like the five minutes at the end. Yeah. Uh, what you didn't see that there was a blatant romance between Snow White and Dopey? Blatant, dude. I thought that was subtle AF. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's why they sang "Hi Ho." <laughs> I get it now. It took me 18 years, but I get it now. That's what it meant. <laughs> for me, for real, I think Beauty and the Beast kind of like shaped my perspective of romance for at least until I was like 14. <laughs> I was like, what? I'm not supposed to wait for some chick to say I can fix him and show up at my doorstep? Like, <laughs> no, yeah, I didn't. I didn't really have like a. I don't know. I guess I just didn't read into it too much. That wasn't my thing. I was mm-hmm. like, because I went through that stage where I was like, girls are gross. And then I went, I got into the stage where I was no longer like, girls are gross. But I was like, I don't need a girl. <laughs> girls are stupid. And then I met one. Um, <laughs> one so, singular girl. Why? Well, for the first <laughs> time in my life, I spoke to one. Despite having um, a sister. <laughs> and a mother. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> no, I... I in high school, there was one who was uh, kind to me. For the first time in my life, a woman was nice to me. No, that's <laughs> not true. But she took interest in me. And then I was like, whoa, they can do that? <laughs> they, they, Yo. And then we, then we dated, and it changed my entire world. Um, DLC just dropped women have feelings? No, changed, no, no, no. It changed my entire perspective. And then also I did like my second reread of lord of the rings and all that so that kind of also molded my modern perception of how love and relationships should work which is um pretty much like unconditionally (laughs) (laughs) but you know speaking of lord of the rings ish we are still 
<laughs> we are still a, a D&D somewhat podcast. Kind yeah. of, yes. Uh, but we just always roll in that one when we speak, so we don't know what to do. We never uh, know what we're going to say until we're actively saying it. Get it, get it, because yeah. that's, that's the... That- we're called the net. Oh, that's, that's why we called it that. That's, that's the, the name joke. of the movie. That's <laughs> the name of the romance. <laughs> so, I now pose the ultimate question: What is the best pairing of D and D classes? <laughs> Cobalt Warlock and Goliath Barbarian. You can't say that. Why was it so it... fast on the draw? You can't use that, Jordan. I did that. That's my what? thing. I know, but it's so funny. That's See, I do, my thing. I do know the context, but I just love to imagine the viewer, the, the viewers and the listeners going like, what? And why was it so fast? <laughs> but I do want to say I do partially agree with that. I think martial class and caster class, that's a good mix right there because it's like they're two opposites well and i mean if you have to if you have to go into a fight with somebody you got a pretty even coverage of what you can do yeah they work off of each other they have good teamwork because yep. they don't trample on each other's toes they both have different zones that they work in okay okay if we're gonna do that way then let, let's do it procedurally then all right let's start which caster is the perfect pair for the fighter romantically speaking only Okay, what what kind of fighter are you talking? Like melee up close or range fighter? Yeah, we're t- we're talking the typical, the the most common fighter, which I assume I don't have the statistics in front of me, but like probably the melee fighter, likely a champion, maybe a cavalier. I think Arcane Archer is like the only one that's really. I'm gonna range. say. I'm gonna go druid. I was gonna say either, not not either sorcerer. I was gonna say sorcerer. Sor- I was gonna say wizard. Okay, well, hold up. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Jordan, you start. You said first. Why, why okay. druid? Because you would still be able to fight together, for, and you would get the druid would be able to take some far away stuff and also be able to be up close. But also, healing is important and the thing <laughs> that you need. So if the fighter goes down, then help. <laughs> I was going to say sorcerer because it, in my mind, it was more of a kill everything before they kill you situation rather than healing. Mm-hmm. So it, the sorcerer, they got that, they got that good, good attack. They, they can be, you can be a pretty good DPS sorcerer, but you got that meta magic in there, which gives you so much many more options to assist and give like a supporting role while still being DPS that it plays off of the fighter, I think, because the fighter draws in the enemy and then you got the sorcerer in the back that hits him with the big, big damage while the fighter holds onto him and locks him in place. No, 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 no. You guys are thinking too much about a combat scenario. You're, you're, in, the, you're in the weeds right now. You got to get out the weeds. We're talking solely romantically. Solely oh, romantically? are we talking solely romantically? Okay, then that changes yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit. Which is why well, the then it depends. is the best. Then it depends. Okay, you go first. You go explain. <laughs> I think the wizard is the best because think about it. The fighter is the vanilla of the marshals. I'm sorry. I don't want to offend anyone, but compared to the others, vanilla. romantically, you're right. You're right. They're the vanilla. Because, like, think about it. And so is the wizard for casters. They come home after a long night from the college or from the school. The wizard's like, man, I can't keep up. All these dang sorcerers and warlocks keep coming in and they're like, check this out. You can't do this, teach. And then 
the fighter's like, I know, dude, I was training some people at uh, the training hall today, and some guy just beat me with his fists and kicked me in the sky and uh, said, that's what monks do, and left, and I feel ashamed. And they could, they could, you know, get together over their ire and hatred for their companions and classes. <laughs> okay, I can see that. <laughs> hmm. Well, the, I, the, then, it, then it gets too much into the nitty gritty for me about like, how are they going about this? Because if it depends on what kind of, then, well, no, because this is a fighter pairing. I was going to say something else, but it's like, what kind of fighter are they? What do they do? Do they fight people? Do they fight monsters? If they fight monsters, is it one of those things where they like monsters because they fight monsters? Do they want a dragon bloodline sorcerer because they're <laughs> a part GF. dragon and they could have a half dragon GF? Do no, no. they want that? That's my question because I, I would. <laughs> I think you're going in the right direction, but not for fighter. I think that's the perfect match for the ranger. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> when when I yeah. was when I was like, oh, but this is the fighter pairing. I was gonna say that's the perfect match for ranger because rangers yeah. are all about hunting stuff down. That's already you okay. I think that we gotta rep the community a bit here, though. I think we're mm -hmm. all on the on the ranger sorcerer because of the the draconic source or draconic bloodline thing, but we gotta rep the community, ranger druid. Ranger Druid. Ranger Druid, Druid is too perfect. Have shape change. That's, well, that... not, no, not shape change. I'm saying like <laughs> geographically similar. Yeah, they could rule a forest together. Yeah. <laughs> or, and or shape change. Levi's going for the kinky shit. I'm going for the cute romantic stuff. Yes. <laughs> it could be both. Like you know, it could like, be both. That like... can they both can exist in yeah, a. True. In fact, they probably should both exist in a healthy relationship. <laughs> yeah, you know, you could have the druid be like, "Oh, hey, babe, you you fancy so me lighting some special trees on fire so they smell good? I don't know." And then and, the druid, and then the ranger says, "Bear." And I... and then sh and then they both, you know, one transforms into a bear, the other summons their bear familiar and. Who knows what this happens after some, real weird. some pinot or uh, bear or wine. I don't know what it's called. Kumcha? I'm not an adult. This is uh, We're earning our mature content warning today, folks. Yeah. This is good. This is going to be another one of those episodes. We recorded just enough then. Uh, <laughs> now, so we got Ranger. And I think uh, you're I think you're right about fighter and wizard. I think you're right in that. Fighter mm -hmm. and wizard? I can agree yeah. with that. So which one are we giving, Ranger? Druid or Sorcerer? Oh, Druid. Druid, Druid works better. Druid, okay, Druid. okay. All right. I could see both, but I think, yeah, I think the Druid one is, is cuter. Mm -hmm. So next Marshall. Oh, everyone loves to hate him. Monk. Monks Monk die alone. <laughs> I think there is an odd number, so we'll have to figure that out when we get to it. Monks die alone. <laughs> Monk. Monk. Monks are all about being acrobatic, being agile, being meditative. That being one I would one. do sorcerer because don't sorcerers have a good amount of buff spells that they can cast? But I'm going combat we're again. Going I'm going combat, combat again. <laughs> we're, we're talking, we're Gotta talking. Monks are one with their their key and they their might key. be the forever the, alone. Then I might They're say, at well, peace. no, I would say cleric. Monk, they're both the wisdoms. Yeah. But well, would they clash because of that? Would it be because the monks are all about spiritual energy and chi and stuff, and then the cleric is over here like, no, that all comes from my god. 
And so then they... Well, it depends on what kind of cleric you're talking about. Because you can have clerics that are not necessarily, like, super holy god, like, mm. all that shit. You could have a religious monk as well that's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you know, I find uh, spiritual wellness within, but I also pray to Bahamut. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I think it could go either way. But I, st- I don't know if that's the best pairing yet. I yeah. think that there is... Uh, this is one of those uh, uh, jigsaw puzzle pieces we got to find. So what's a class that dumps whiz? What's a martial, or what, what's a caster class that dumps whiz? Artificer? Bard. Artificer? Bard. Bard? No. Bard and um, wizard again. Straight up. Uh, you only ready we, to hear this. We could double up and say that wizard that is, is just good with multiple. We don't no. have to just have. Impossible. There's <laughs> one of each. Okay. <laughs> In this specific scenario for Valentine's Day. There you go. For our listeners and watchers. Who we don't love to death, but we love I'm... to death the listeners. So I'm thinking Monk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys aren't ready to hear this. Mm-hmm. Monk and Bard work perfectly. Why? Do they? They do. Explain. Because the Bard is stupid, dumb, himbo, or what do they say herbo i don't know bimbo uh, oh bimbo. sorry it's i'm bimbo himbo sorry. and numbo i'm stupid sorry uh <laughs> <Brilliant>. herbo <laughs> you know the hit 2008 movie about a snail that goes really fast herbo <laughs> i thought you no no that was, that was not 2008 no it was thought, not it was not oh yeah, i'm I even thought, stupider i thought you were gonna go for the herbie fully loaded car joke no, I'm not that smart. Uh, but uh, so I think the bard is the bimbo mm-hmm. or himbo. That's just like, you know, aha, I'm charismatic. Tick tock, tick tock. And then they get into trouble. And then the monk's like, aha, I guess I'll bail you out again, but only for favors of the unsavory kind. And they have a an odd relationship, but it works. Hmm. Oh, so you're saying that they start off as friends with benefits and then the relationship grows from there. Mm-hmm. I okay. think when they get to old age, they're perfect. I think their golden years are their best. A bard and monk in their golden age. Mm. The bunk. The- <laughs> That's the ship name. Oh, I actually know how it would be spelled as bonk. <laughs> I like the bonk. <laughs> that would be even funnier if the bard was like hopelessly in love with the monk, but the monk has the chastity vow or something. That, that would be would hilarious. Be hilarious. <laughs> The bonk. <laughs> Anytime the bard's like, I love you, baby. <laughs> Three attacks straight to the throat. I'm getting <laughs> out the quarter staff. Yeah. <laughs> Ten foot range. <laughs> no, I think that would be fun, especially like deconstructing the horny bard stereotype. It's just the bard's head over heels in love with the monk. And the yeah. monk's just like, dude, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, that w- I think that would be funny. But that would be very cute. We might come bard, back, bro. Monk- Monk might be alone forever, but right now, tentatively, Monk and Bard are occupied. Plus, they both have four letters in their name, so they're kind of meant to be together. And I yeah. think one of them is a Sagittarius. Wait, wait. So, what's the wizard and fighter ship name then? The Whiter? No. 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 The Fizzard. The Fizzard. The fizzard. I like Fizzard. I like Fizzard. <laughs> Whiter. No. <laughs> then what was our I... other one? Ruid. <laughs> Ruid or Granger? Granger. Let's go with Granger. Or, well, no, because you would take the R out of Ranger. So, um, da- Danger. Danger. 
I like that one. Let's go with danger. It's funny because we thought they would be dangerous together. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, next, Marshall. This is one. This is a powerful one. Barbarian. Mm. Most versatile. Can go with anyone. <laughs> Barbarian uh, and... Now, this one I think makes sense. Barbarian and uh, cleric. What? I can see that. Because the barbarian is the wild, crazy one that goes, that flies into combat, and they're raging, and they're killing everything, and things are hitting them. You gotta have and the then, level head to bring and them And then everything's dead, and they're like, oh. Oh, at the end, and then the cleric just walks up and, and gives them a good old heal, and it's like, that good, honey? Okay, that's good. <laughs> Let's calm down now. Let's calm down. You got everyone, bub. Love so you this too, sweetie. That's <laughs> like a bad cop, good priest, I guess. Yes. <laughs> That's the dynamic. The bard, the bard, the <laughs> barbarian is the angry one that's killing everything, and then the cleric's the one that is nice and sweet and level-headed. It's it's like that trope of like the really big, strong guy, and then he's got like this small, little, cute wife. That or I raise you, or I raise you on the surface. That is the trope, but the barbarian is actually a teddy bear. But if you fuck with the cleric, that you too instantly die. <laughs> that too. That would be cute, actually. I think I like that one. And the, the I think what makes it perhaps even funnier is if you made a dexterity barbarian because they have unarmored movement or unarmored mm -hmm. defense. Make a dexbarian has a low strength score, and the cleric just picks up her hubby. <laughs> that would be adorable. I'm the strong one. <laughs> <laughs> so this one's called the carbarian. <laughs> carbarian. The car I guess that's better than Blaric. <laughs> Who's Blaric? Who parked their car <laughs> on my sandwich? Yeah. Can, wait, can we can we have an NPC named Blaric for some purpose? <laughs> I just I need there to be an NPC named Blaric. Please, I'll do anything. Just give me Blaric. Release him. Can he be like Goat's twin brother or something? <laughs> I. <laughs> no, that's both. Oh, Goat's twin brother? Don't you mean sheep? So let's see, the next marshal. We're running out of marshals. Rogue. It's Warlock, right? Yeah, edgy. Edgy. No, because I <laughs> they feel can go like, be edgy in the like, corner. <laughs> I feel like that's too much edge, right? I feel like that's too much. No, well, you know, they go listen, they write emo poetry in the back of the tavern. That's <laughs> you know what they say? Too much edge makes it soft. I don't know. I don't know. Well then then why not rogue <laughs> and blood hunter? That's not real. Oh, that oh that would be even that might be too much edge well the problem with bloodhunter is that it's uh, not a real caster unless you take a certain subclass oh true <laughs> it's still a marshal which the half casters oh I'm just i forgot i forgot that we were pairing marshals and and casters together i forgot we yeah. were doing god that. damn it <laughs> i'm assuming that uh, any of the half casters are just like by classual and they can go with either side <laughs> what about hear me out because we we dis we got rid of sorcerer ranger uh, rogue sorcerer because the sorcerer vibe i get the stereotypical sorcerer is like full of themselves because they they got the powerful magic that just came out of nowhere so they're full of themselves but not to the extent where it's like barred horny full of themselves it's just they're a narcissist and then you got the rogue who's over here like I'm a horrible person. I have a darkness within me that oh, does I not feel like abide. that depends on what rogue you take, though. 
Because if because I Sorcerer and Swashbuckler Road would have a whole lot of fun together. But <laughs> like if you're going like Assassin or um what's the mastermind? mastermind? <laughs> yeah, the, then I think you get the more like Soul the edgy. Nice. <laughs> yeah. What I, but what I'm saying is is like you've got the sneaky and a little the bit saucy. more the the yeah the sneaky and the saucy yeah so it's, like, <laughs> it's like yeah you got the one who's upfront and bombastic and the one who's subtle and sneaky well now you have a, a built-in distraction yeah <laughs> you're out of martial classes but we still have some half cast we okay here is who is unassigned. But a half caster and a half caster make a full marshal and a full caster. So we can put two half casters together. What kind go. of Punnett Square? Uh... <laughs> okay. So we have, here's who's unassigned. Artificer, Paladin, Warlock. That's it. Unless you count Bloodhunter. We're going to count Bloodhunter because there's an odd to number. make it even, okay. we yeah. should count Bloodhunter. I thought it'd be really funny if the Warlock was forever alone, but okay. That also might be kind of funny. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> the, the Warlock and the Bloodhunter are alone together. <laughs> they're both so uh, oblivious that neither has realized that the other has feelings. So they're just yeah. like constantly together, but not official. It's, it's Kaguya. So Artificer. Artificer. I don't know, dude. I could see an argument for Paladin, which is like, you know, the artifice is all about making stuff and things. So it's like, you got the Paladin who, because Paladins typically are always, always adventurers in any setting because they're the ones that go out on the epic quests for their god Mm -hmm. and save people. And they're always out in the field. They're always doing stuff. It's not like a fighter where it could be the fighters like, yeah, I just work in a coliseum i don't go do adventures i just fight in a pit but like the paladin is like i'm always adventuring all the time and doing stuff so you got the artificer who is there making all of their equipment for them over the course of the their adventures together and the artificer gives them the potions and the artificer makes their armor and enchants their armor it gives them all the magical items they need it could ju- you could just have a paladin and artificer adventuring together and it could be a working two-man party or man and woman party or woman or, and woman party or, or woman and woman party changeling party hell yeah <laughs> they're both changelings <laughs> I think that there's a dynamic there between the two. It's a symbiotic relationship. They're going to come together through Hmm. emotions because they're together through circumstance. Trauma bonding. Yes. Wait, wait, wait. (laughs) So there's there's two ways I'm seeing this. But also, this isn't even my OTP anyways for the palette. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm looking at it. I'm thinking about it. If we, we do some swapping, we do some switching. I think the only ones that are finalized is um, the fizzard danger. and the danger. <laughs> Those are the ones I, th- and the, and the bonk, I think are finalized. And the bonk. Yeah. I um, really like Carbarian. I, I also <laughs> like Carbarian. But here's what I'm thinking. We can go super duper stereotypical, swap them around. Now hear this out. The same logic you had for the Carbarian is now an barbarian. I they enhance I also the barbarian stuff. The bartificer. Yeah, the bartificer. <laughs> there you go, the bartificer. They're doing that. Same thing. And then you have the cleric and the paladin left together, which can be the stereotype of like, yeah, we found each other at church. 
Uh, <laughs> we met on christianmingle.com. <laughs> or it can be, uh, what's that, Mr. and Mrs. Smith thing where it's like, uh, I'm Tiamat's most beloved follower. She's uh, Bahamut's favorite follower. We kill each other. We try to kill each other on a daily basis. We're just married for the tax. Uh, <laughs> so it could be either one for them. So I propose the Claladin. <laughs> Or if you prefer the cleric. The cleric. cleric. Let's go with cleric. <laughs> and then change it out for the Bartificer. <laughs> Leaving the blood hunter. Well, I was going to see my OTP for the paladin was the warlock. Oh, because you of the reason you just explained, the second reasoning for the cleric, mm-hmm. which is the paladin is the I am faithful to my god and they grant me strength. Whereas the warlock is like, yeah, they just gave it to me. <laughs> they, just, they just like me a lot. Only me. They think I'm really cool. <laughs> and so then it's a conflict of interest because the paladins, like, you know, they're like the holier than thou personality mm-hmm. and the warlock is like the more laid back one and it's the paladin's like you gotta respect your religion more and the warlock's like what you're stupid <laughs> man <laughs> and I so built it, a train <laughs> it's like a more casual hate relationship <laughs> than the cleric paladin one it's enemies to lovers <laughs> yeah and then if we were to do that that would leave uh, <clears throat> cleric and blood hunter <laughs> the clod hunter the or the bleric again, again. Bleric. <laughs> keeps coming back that guy i don't know how uh, i don't know how that but no i do well. agree with cleric i do agree with cleric paladin though is the thing so i, I don't know which which one should go with paladin now that i'm thinking about it but <clears throat> when i think about so the more while we've been talking about this, I've come around more to the sneaky and the saucy purely because I like that name for it. See, <laughs> it makes sense. I wasn't behind it, and I still think War- Warlock and Rogue is better, but purely because of sneaky and saucy, I have been won over for that. So <laughs> then we have our full list there. Uh, Jordan's putting it up on screen right now. Boom. I, the, I, she's not. She's not doing it. But you can use your imagination at home. And pretend it's there. Look at I it. Think Isn't we it should so make her do it. No. I'm gonna have a conniption. Editing <laughs> Levi, tell editing Jordan <laughs> that she needs to get on this. You guys are gonna make me do another thing for this goddamn podcast. Happy Valentine's Day, Jordan. <laughs> and happy Valentine's, Valentine's Day, Day episode. Yeah, happy, yeah. Valentine's, happy Valentine's Day to those Day. of you who uh have that. And then happy February 15th, half off chocolate day the next day. Yeah. Yeah, those don't... of you that have that audio listeners love you to death. I'm telling you, I'm gonna get you eventually. <laughs> and we hope that you all have a great time, whether you're alone with us, like the war, the warlock and the blood hunter, or if you've got your own little Blarick sitting at your side while <laughs> listening to this. Thanks for being uh, here. Or Carbarian. Or Carbarian. I'm going to punch you through the screen. I'm still of the opinion that we could mix match everyone with everyone. Shut up! I would agree with that assessment. No! It's not fair for me. Hi, this is Jordan from Nat One Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the episode you just listened to, and we hope that you come back for more soon. 
If you'd like to keep up with the zany shenanigans of our lives and the different things that we do, you can find us on Twitter, TikTok, Spotify, YouTube, CastBox, and Anchor. We look forward to seeing you again soon. And hey, thanks. Thanks.